All right, it's our 2022 look back, 2023 look ahead with Steinback Pistons head coach Paul Dick. Uh, Paul, let's go back to the start of the new year, 2022, and playing hockey in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League was very different a year ago at this time. What can you remember about just making hockey possible at that point? Well, you know, just reflecting on it, it seems like seems like a long time ago, to be honest with you, which is which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, last year was was much different. I mean, we went into the year with so much uncertainty. Um, we didn't know what it was going to look like. Everything from masking, masking in the room, masking on the ice, potentially. Um, you know, travel. The schedule had changed. Uh, the restriction of fans in the building, you know, which really impacted us, and just created a whole different environment too for for everybody. Um, so that was it. Was just. Every day, um, I just remember coming in and almost being on pins and needles. What might happen today? What news are we going to get hit with today? So thankfully, uh, we're, we're beyond that. But uh, yeah, so things, you know, it seems like we've been back to normal for a long time, to be honest with you. But I think it's middle of February where um, our building was actually opened to everyone again. And uh, with the restrictions, I think we had 250 was max and... And um, and masking, and that came off, and suddenly the building got a little louder because people could could speak a little more freely, and uh, it it was just uh, it was liberating. That's what it felt like. So, um, yeah, much has changed, but that's all in this calendar year. Which, um, thankfully, that's kind of in our rearview mirror. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you talk about February when the building opened up, and then March, of course, with playoffs and and just the magical run that the team went on. Uh, did you get a sense that that fans really came to appreciate what the Pistons offer and really missed what you guys do on and off the ice? Yeah, we really did. Definitely, you could notice it. You know, people were excited to be back in the building. You know, and and um, just just thankful to be there. Um, you, you know, the wins and losses were almost secondary. You know, thankfully we were able to put a great, exciting run together for the fans, and that that really just made it all the more special. But you, you, it was really just a you know, feeling of gratefulness, I think, and um, everybody had a big smile on their face, and we didn't see smiles for a long time with masks, so it was just good to, to see some faces and, and some familiar ones again. You know, from the players' point of view, uh, there were so many that had their final year taken away, so many that missed out on some really critical years of development and, and just being around the guys. Just uh, what was it like in the locker room during that time when guys could, you know, go back to just playing hockey and not worry about the season being canceled? Yeah. Well, it was it was it was fun, you know. What it really, we just went back to, you know, the guys were just thankful they could play every day and come to the rink and skate and not be concerned about getting shut down. And so, it was yeah, it was just really, just everybody. I think everybody just felt kind of free, I suppose. And um, you know, guys were a lot more relaxed. There was so much tension and and anxiety. I think in the room for for those for that period of time. Um, and understandably so. So it was just great to have that release. You know, uh, as challenging as that year was, you did graduate a record number of players to the next level, whether they be 19 years old or 20 years old, I think eight in total. Uh, just what does that say about the year that was and, and that group of players and, and uh, just on behalf of the organization, moving them on to the next level? Yeah, well, it was special. It was a special group of kids. And, um, you know, I think it, it really... 
there were less distractions maybe you know it was really hockey that year we weren't able to to get out and do a lot of things and I think the players went from billets to homes and or from from their billet homes to the arena back to their billet homes um you know it was a pretty simple life and I think they were able to really spend a lot of time focusing on the game um yeah I mean it, it, we just we had a good group of kids there I mean one of the reasons was potentially that it definitely um would have supported the guys moving on but guys that were hungry extremely focused um and then they were you know talented as well which which um the combination of those things just gave them the opportunity and and um yeah and winning some hockey games I think you know I think schools started to see what we had going on here and um you know but largely it was due to the fact we had some guys putting in some good work you know, you talk about guys, you know, having to just go from the rink to billet homes, but talking to a number of players, uh, they still say that that was a very close group, and they still found a way to be very tightly connected and still are. Uh, just as a as a head coach, just what does it mean that they, despite it all, are still as close as they are? Yeah, it's it's really neat. I hear about them. They, they're on a group chat virtually every day. There's some communication taking place, which which is fantastic, and that's the one great thing about the game is, the game's going to come and go at some point, but it's the friendships that are made along the way that really make it so special and unique. And you know, I've I've teammates that I played with 25 years ago, and I haven't spoken to some of them in 20 years, and I see them, and it's a two-hour conversation. It starts with a hug, and it ends with a hug, and um, it, it's it's really hard to explain the bonds that are created, but. You know, maybe being at the rink, they couldn't go anywhere else. So I think they might have stayed at the rink a little longer and spent a lot of time in the player lounge area. And, and that probably, you know, forged those relationships. So you, you just made those bonds a little deeper. You talk about the players and the fans coming back into the arena, but the volunteers as well. You had a lot of people lining up that wanted to help and wanted to make sure that they were a part of getting junior hockey back to Steinbeck and around Manitoba. What can you say about the volunteers that stepped up? Yeah, no, no question. And we needed a few more with security, etc. When we were, you know, in particular when we were still checking for, um, you know, vaccinations and things of that nature. So um, it put a little more pressure on them. There's no question about that, but yeah, they they came back in droves too. Like uh, we weren't sure if if we were going to have a, a difficult time um, filling all of our requirements, but um, it was awesome to see. And our, of course, our regulars were were back immediately, and everybody was anxious to get going. You know, this uh, this summer was a little bit more accustomed, or I should say, a little bit more of what you were accustomed to going and, and scouting and, and again maybe not as worrisome as the summer before making sure there was hockey but what keeps you busy in the summer and, and what do you and the staff do and and kind of what are your conversations like throughout the summer yeah well usually uh you know there's planning that takes place you know actually now I'm already looking at what next summer potentially looks like if there's any events that I might go to and um and then that's contingent on when our season comes to an end so we don't we don't know exactly hopefully we play for for uh, a long period of time but so and that was the case last year I mean playing into May and um, so when you play that long some of the you know showcases and events that I would normally go to I wasn't able to attend so I had to do things a little differently so you're changing you can't necessarily make plans and book flights here in December for May and June um, but um, um you know, last year was normal in terms of being able to travel again. And uh, um, so what does summer look like? 
there's yeah, like I said, a few events. Last year I was in Toronto for an event. Um, there's you know I'm usually in the states for one or two. Uh, still watching video or communicating with with players from Manitoba and different parts of the country, and and then as a staff we uh, you know we'll get on some calls and and a lot of text messaging going going between our scouting staff and Calvin and Graham and myself and just uh, that that really never ends. It's pretty much on a daily basis where there's some communication between us, despite the fact we're not in all in the building. Um, you know, we don't really, when the season ends, uh, you know, Booge gets back to back to the farm and then we see him more in the fall. But there's a lot of communication that um, takes place between the three of us. Uh, Paul, so moving into this year again, uh, like every year, there's a lot of roster turnover. You had to put the team together, which you do uh, not only during the summer, but throughout the year leading into but uh the excitement of heading into this year after coming so close last year is there was there a a different kind of feeling you had coming into this fall yeah I mean we were excited I think the players that were a part of our run last year that came back were extremely excited to get going again so they led the charge coming into the year and um you know particularly the, the guys that are 20 they know that that urgency this is their last year to to try to get back and and um you know hoist a trophy at the end of the year and so you know they usually lead the um, lead with with energy early on, and there's some nervousness with some of our young players. Um, and then you know for us there was somewhat of an unknown too. We had you know, we had a number of of new players that that came into the fold here in the fall. So until you hit the ice, you don't really know exactly what you have. And once you start playing some games, um, th- that's where you, you start learning about the group that you have and how they may fit together etc but yeah we had uh, we were excited about about the team then you know the minute we got to camp and once we started getting you know going we felt they had some potential to do something special here this year you know you had a number of returning guys who were were part of it last year but are getting a bigger chance this year and they're really stepping up Ty Paisley doing big things Davis Fry really coming into his own Travis Hensrud leading the team in in goals what's it been like to see guys who were you know uh, maybe bit players last year really becoming uh, main characters this year yeah well that's always great to see it's uh, it's very rewarding and you know, you think uh, those are part of the discussions in the summer. We, you know, I remember we were talking about. I think Henny's ready for more, and you know, Henny was a guy last year that played on every line, and 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 um, you know, was a big part of our team, but largely on a secondary role, right? And and um, you know, as good as Frizy's rookie season was, it was still his first year, and and um, you know, we knew that there was more there that he could be counted on to carry kind of more of the critical minutes where last year might have been power pepper rogers bernie guys like that right so um and then we saw what ty did in the second half of the season and in the playoffs and and we just felt like you know he's he's really close to breaking out here and so you know i think he's already eclipsed last year's point total by seven or eight so you know it's it's not surprising to see what they're doing to be honest we felt like with a little more opportunity a few more minutes um, increased confidence and experience that that those guys would would bust through and and be leaders for us. So, you know, and it, we've really seen that from all the players that were back. They've just um, taken on more. They've become um, maybe increased some of their confidence as leaders as well, and become a little more vocal in the room. So, you know, in the absence of of leadership, somebody has to step up as well. 
let's uh, let's move away from the ice and look at the larger organizational picture for a little bit. Uh, we talked last year uh, with so many guys committing and and you know more schools watching again this year. A lot of guys having contact with schools. I'm sure you're getting a lot of phone calls from programs as well. How do you balance all of that? You know, keeping guys in the moment, playing for the Pistons, while also looking down the road at their future. Yeah. Well, you know, we have some conversations with the players just on, on um, you know, what's, what this might look like or how to handle it and how to manage it. And, you know, we've seen it now in the past. Sometimes players can get distracted by those conversations. And uh, obviously they get excited when they hear about possible opportunities down the road. Um, sometimes there's a tendency for them to change how they play. And, um, you know, and that's natural. They want to... You know, they want to start trying to produce more, and usually when that's the case, then the game can go sideways at times for a short period of time. So it's just kind of really keeping them focused on on what makes them attractive as players and, and just playing the right way. Um, yeah, part of that's just maturity. Um, it's just um, kind of staying in the moment and, you know, just that that'll all take care of itself already if you worry about today and, and practicing the right way that today and tomorrow and then having a good weekend and so um, you know, I think for the players it's just important that one, they enjoy that process. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, they feel stressed and um it, it can impact their, their game and sometimes even <laughs> some of their relationships. But uh so yeah, for me it's exciting. I, I love that process, it's fun to watch. Um, it's not always easy for the players, as, as exciting as it is, and uh, sometimes as a staff too, because we now have to manage, you know, if their game goes in a different direction here suddenly, and it's not because of effort, it's just because their heads is kind of in a different space. So just really kind of keeping them, um, you know, focused on on what we're doing here on a daily basis. Uh, you've said it uh, many times. Uh, as an organization, developing a player on the ice is great. Developing them as young men and future leaders is really what is important. So it's not just what they do on the ice. It's about uh, teaching them how to be members of our community, uh, people who are respected, and, and so on and so forth. That is really what uh, the Pistons organization at its core is all about. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's it's uh, it's special when guys come back here and they're 27 years old and or, you know, f- five, six, seven years removed from the game and they talk about their time here. And, you know, rarely do we actually talk about anything that took place on the ice. And it's the, it's the people here. They want to come back and see their billets and uh, maybe some organized people from organizations where they volunteered and, and uh, that that is really special. And they talk about how they grew up here, and they were formative years for them. And you know, they they became young men here. Um, and you know, every year we see it taking place right in front of our eyes. You know, and it's it's really neat. I mean, we're in there every day, and sometimes I don't maybe see it as much as others who um, you know maybe have contact with that player every month or so. It's probably like like a parent. You don't always see it in your own children. And sometimes other parents are like, oh, he's, you know, he's doing this and this and really like these qualities about him. Um, but, um, yeah, there's no question. They've, they've been extremely involved in our community and uh, from the, the volunteerism and uh, if it's the Pat Porter Center and we, we packed food hampers here leading up to Christmas and, and that was really neat. And just to, uh, but those are all, you know, we're helping, but they're, they're, they're learning and they're growing and they're learning what, 
the needs are in the community and that we have an opportunity to to give back and and uh support and there's a it's like this it's this big engine that everybody needs to kind of pour a little fuel into right so um yeah it's that those are those are all a part of their growing and learning experiences and you know we're thankful that we can do that and 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 uh, make a little bit of a difference in our community you know you being from here and from the area you can speak to this uh, having it taken away last year uh was tough because i know how much the pistons pride themselves on working in the community just to have the options reopen again paul and just to be able to go out and get into schools and get into programs just from your point of view what's that been like oh that, it's been awesome like you know i just had a conversation with one of our players the other day who goes quite regularly to a school and you know he's just been talking about that and you know how uh, he's he's having a lot of fun. At first, he was a little nervous, and and now he's making all these friends, and not just the students, but some of the teachers. And um, I, I think that's just really enhancing his experience here. Um, you know, it's we're a hockey team, but but these are some of his greatest memories, or these will be some of his greatest memories here. So yeah, I'm just really thankful that we're we're able to do these things again. And you know, some of our players that are in their community or in their neighborhoods. Um, you know, playing mini sticks at the neighbors with some of their children, and you know those are things we didn't weren't doing last year because you know you you weren't typically welcome in another house with, uh, um, and you know playing road hockey and w- with kids in the neighborhood, just it, it just being being normal again. Uh, I think it's been it's just been tremendous for our guys. Well, this uh, this time next year it will not be normal. For what you and your team are going to have to go through because the big announcement the new arena is coming to Steinbeck and with that a little bit of displacement next year we'll talk about that in a sec but just having that be an announcement I know how much you've thought about it how much work you've put into it uh, just take us through what it was like to hear that it's finally actually coming to fruition yeah well probably somewhat relieved you know these discussions have been taking place it seems like for for a decade um and then just to um, you know see it come to fruition and that final commitment from from everyone that we're moving forward with it um, you know it was very very gratifying to see that and it's exciting you know for for me as a you know I grew up playing here in Steinbach and, and I'm a resident here and, and love our community and and love the T.G. Smith in the Centennial Arena I have some fond fond memories there and um, but it was it was time it was it's definitely time for a new facility and and one that's more comfortable and and just more welcoming and friendly for for fans and um not just accommodating more but just making that whole experience so much more pleasurable and comfortable and and safe so um so i think it's just i think you know i was tremendous i was so excited when when that day uh when we heard the announcement and and then, uh, but since then, you know, the gears have been grinding, you know, where there's a lot of planning that takes place as much as we're excited, but, uh, we have, uh, uh, a bit of an obstacle in between now and, and getting into the building. And then of course there's planning for the building what does our space look like? And, uh, so, you know, I know, uh, we have some good people that are, are really involved and detailed. And one of those is my brother who, uh, is going to be a, play a big role in what our room looks like and, and making that all happen. So no, it's 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 something that I'm really looking forward to, and right now it still seems like it's going to be, you know, you know, in the uh, in the distant future. But it's going to be here before we know it. We're going to be walking through those doors before we know it. I mean, everybody knows how fast time goes, and um, 
especially when there's a lot of work to be done, it's going to fly by. Yeah, especially given the the short amount of time that you, you hope to be without a home because you got to go with a year uh, without uh, a home. So essentially, the TG Smith will be done and then uh, before the new building. Uh, so that is in the back of your mind heading into 2023. You've still got a, a first place team. You've still got a ton of stuff coming up in the next couple of months. So just looking ahead, what are some of the things that are exciting for you? And what are the some, uh, some of the challenges that you kind of foresee for the Steinbeck Pistons as the calendar turns to 2023? Yeah, well, like in regards to the building, etc. No, nope, just, just anything in general. Just yeah. uh, from a team point of view, what excites you? And because we know the building's exciting, <laughs> <laughs> but you're it's so because this the hockey year is different. You don't have a calendar year, right? Essentially, you do. You have twelve months, but it's in the summer, so yeah. you're kind of cut in the in between. So early on in twenty twenty three, what excites you about uh, the the future of the Steinback Pistons, and what challenges kind of do you see? Well, one thing that's exciting, you know, we have. Um, a group of guys, and I always look forward to that second half of the year. And who's going to take? Who's going to pop after Christmas? There's often it's one or two guys that the second half. It's I don't know what happens over the Christmas break. Um, they come back, and you know they're they're just at another level. And part of that's just maybe going back and spending a week and with family and just kind of re-energizing and and maybe just reflecting and. Um, but uh, so that's always, you know, exciting to see who's going to be that guy for us, and and uh, there's usually one or two, and and then just as a group, just kind of um, anticipating continued growth as a, as a team and and maturing as a team, and then getting towards the playoffs and the, that anticipation of of the first round, and that's uh, that's why we play. I mean, it's all preparation for what takes place in March, and it feels a lot more real after Christmas, totally. right? Totally. You know what? It just um, it's almost a uh, a different level of seriousness. Yeah. You, you grind kind of <clears> through <throat> November and December, and then when the, it turns 2023, it's, okay, we're 20 games from playoffs. Like We have got matchups in mind. We've got home ice totally. in mind. Everything becomes a lot clearer, and guys are kind of more engaged. Yeah. There's just everything's amplified, you know, the importance of every game, and you know, if you look at our division and certainly in the in the west um things are things are tight i mean every weekend there can be some movement right so you know that's where we're at right now with the top 3 teams in our division it's it's tight and um you know this so there's there's a lot of watching of of the schedule and standings and everybody's just a, a, a little more um you know just a little more urgency to all yeah. of it i suppose and um yeah, so it always feels like uh, we go from not that it's almost like going from amateur to professional in the second half. Yep, it and almost feels a little like that. Very true, and uh, you know this year too uh, was also unique in a in a sense that a new team came into the league. Uh, the closest team to you, uh, and a rivalry has really spur uh, really kicked up in a very short amount of time. Those teams respectfully don't like each other very much. Uh, just what's it been like to have Niverville in the league and see the response from that community uh, and and even this one to what that rivalry is and going to become? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it is. It's uh, it, it, the rivalry's real, as someone had just said, you know, and it's it's heated and it, it's only natural that um, you know two communities with the the proximity that 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 we have to one another um, that that's going to happen, you know, and. Um, so it is exciting. Yeah, there's a there's a natural buzz in there already. It's kind of like when we were 
very similar to us with with Winkler and with Portage and you know we've been around now for a few years so we have a few teams that we have rivalries with and this one was formed pretty quickly too so um you know it's a little bit how um I liken it somewhat to 2012-13 where we established a a, a rivalry with Portage in a in a hurry and um, you know, part of it was we became relevant, and that's kind of where Niverville is. They've come in, and they're just you know they're over 500, and they're they're a team that um, has to be taken very very seriously every night. All right, we'll wrap up with this. Um, you know, throughout last year and and even through the summer, we saw crowds come back in a big way, and you wondered if they would sustain or if people would maybe get. Uh, you know, different options and and find their their way to different things, but the TG Smith Center is full every game. It's it's always packed. There's always a buzz. Uh, just what can you say about the community support through all of 2022 and heading into 2023? Yeah, well, it's been really 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 nice to see everybody come back. And you know that playoff run last last spring, um, it was so special with the the full house and just the amount of energy in the building and and now in the regular season again we've had really good crowds so you we weren't quite sure because people formed some new habits and um time away you just never know you're never certain that uh, everybody will come back we felt confident that we'd have a good product that people would get excited and i thought people were anxious to get out there and do things again and um maybe watch some hockey that wasn't on their tv screens so um no that that's been um it, somewhat relieving I think that first time when the building was full I'm like okay we're, we're back and um you know I don't want to don't want to go back there and relive any of that Paul appreciate this uh, look back look ahead thanks so much for doing this appreciate it Dave thank you